Welcome, everyone, to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone. Appreciate you tuning in today for another Friday show, second last Friday show of the season, and we're going to go over all the notable injuries as quick as we possibly can here, because if you've made it this far in the fantasy season, I'm sure you're staying on top of this stuff yourself, and also because it's the holidays, so you likely have better things going on in your life that you want to tend to. Maybe not, though. With all the bad weather this week, could be a lot of plans that get canceled here. Fingers crossed that's not the case. Maybe you are bunkered down for the next couple of days. Maybe you're excited about that. Either way, we're going to get you caught up on all the injury updates. And I mentioned the weather. If you haven't already, go back, listen to Wednesday's show with John Daigle. We get John's thoughts on all the different games that could be impacted by the elements this week. So you can go back, you can check that one out, but let's get to the injuries here. We will start with quarterbacks and we talked about this one all week. Jalen Hurts officially out for week 16 now. So Gardner Minshew is going to get the start and he was my recommended pickup in the QB section of the waiver wire column on Monday. So I'm not going to rehash it too much here, but even in a bad matchup, Minshew has the skills. He's got the talent around him. He could produce a solid fantasy day for you. So he's a quality high-end QB2 streamer against the Cowboys. Now, there was some hope last week and even early this week that Lamar Jackson could return for this game, but he wasn't able to practice. He ultimately got ruled out again. And so the Ravens are going to go with Tyler Huntley one more time. And he was a little limited in practice early in the week two of the shoulder issue, but he's good to go. He's going to get another start here, and he really hasn't done too much. He stepped in these last few games. I know he got hurt at one point, but he really hasn't put up any big scores. So he's a low-end QB2 streamer in what should be a pretty decent matchup against the Falcons. Ryan Tannehill, he is out for the Titans. He's got that ankle injury. He's going to be replaced by Malik Willis, and Willis just, he shouldn't be on the fantasy radar for you. He is not an option. The Titans, they're going to try to beat the Texans in spite of having to start Willis here. He's really not going to give them much. Even with all the rushing ability, it's not going to be enough to make up for the fact that he has just struggled to move the ball through the air so far and the chances that he's gotten. So that hurts all the Titans receiving options. Even Chigakonkwo, he's going to get bumped down to more of a tight end two streamer. And that's especially because Traylon Burks, and I'm going to spoil this because we're going to talk about him a little bit in the receiver section when we get to it, but Traylon Burks is expected to return as well this week. I just have a hard time starting either guy. I think you basically have to hope for a big play or a touchdown or something like that to save their fantasy day because the volume's just not going to be there with Willis under center. The Cardinals, they officially ruled out Colt McCoy too, so they're down to Trace McSorley. He's just a low-end QB2 streamer at best. He's also somebody that I would rather avoid, even in two quarterback or super flex leagues. Hopefully you got a better option than him, and with him starting, that means that the passing weapons in Arizona, they're likely going to take a hit in that offense. So really the only one now you can trust is DeAndre Hopkins. He's still a wide receiver too for fantasy this week. And obviously James Conner on the ground, he remains a really good start just based on all the volume he's getting. Hopefully he continues to stay healthy through all of it. A Brock Purdy on the 49ers, he's been dealing with oblique and rib injuries. He's not even on their injury report now. So he's good to go as a mid-range QB2 streamer. Probably not a huge ceiling for him, but really steady fantasy streamer options so far in the games he started and that should continue against the commanders this week I would imagine and then we expect that Russell Wilson and Kenny Pickett they're going to return from concussion protocol this week 
Pickett has the better matchup. He's going against the Raiders. Vegas, they're allowing the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. And then Wilson, he gets the Rams, who they aren't as tough because Aaron Donald isn't going to be out. They got a couple other guys that they're missing, but really hard to trust Russ at this point. You know, based on what we've seen from him this season, not a guy that you're going to want in your lineup, even if you are somebody that has one of these big quarterbacks that got hurt and they're not going to be out there for you. I don't think Russ is the guy that you turn to even in this spot. Let's shift gears to running backs. And we got a bit of a scare early in the week with Nick Chubb. He didn't practice the first two days. He had a foot injury, but he returned to a limited session on Thursday and he wasn't even given a game designation. So he's going to be active for that mess of a game between the Saints and the Browns. We talked about that one a bunch on Wednesday show should mostly be run heavy game plans in that one with, you know, snow and 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. Gusts are going to be even higher higher. It should be an interesting game to see the highlights of, not necessarily one that you're going to want to watch live. Now, the Seahawks backfield, this is really going to be a headache this week for fantasy managers because Kenneth Walker didn't practice all week. It was DNP three straight days. Then Pete Carroll comes out and says that Walker is going to play in the game. And he has that weird ankle foot injury where they said it, you know, it wasn't a traditional sprain. It was more so that he jammed it. And also he's dealing with a back injury. Apparently that's also on the injury report. So it's possible that they were just giving him rest time here and hoping that he's going to be healthy, hoping that he's going to be out there for a big matchup with the Chiefs because he played 75% of the snaps last week. So I'm okay using him as a mid to low end RB2 for this one, but I'm really tempering my expectations. I think it's hard to feel 100% about a guy who didn't practice at all during the week. It requires a bit of a leap of faith. Also, I mean, Seattle, they're expected to have DJ Dallas back from his ankle sprain. Carroll said that it was more of the high ankle variety when it first happened a week or two ago, and Dallas got in a couple limited practice this week, but I wouldn't expect much from him here if he does go, because Travis Homer, he's more likely going to be the main backup to Walker, and I don't think either Homer or DJ Dallas are really fantasy options unless Walker's out, which at this point doesn't seem like the case, but who knows with Pete Carroll? I mean, we're still going to have to watch on Saturday morning to make sure that he was telling the truth about all these injuries and Walker is healthy and Walker is active in that one, but I wouldn't have him up in the top 10, top 15. I don't think you can trust him that way. It's possible he delivers like that, but I wouldn't feel that good about having him in my lineup as a top 10, top 15 option, more top 20, top 25 this week for me. Aaron Jones, he continues to deal with some ailments of his own in Green Bay. I think it was a calf a few weeks ago and then an ankle. Now he's been limited in practice with a knee injury, but I'd expect him to keep playing through this stuff. He's an RB2 for fantasy and his teammate, AJ Dillon, he's fine. He was checked out uh, for concussion last week. Dylan's going to be a nice RB3 flex. He'll be out there for that game. Another pair of teammates we could talk about here. These two are in New England. Ramondre Stevenson, he's questionable with an ankle. Damian Harris, he's questionable with a thigh injury. And last week, Stevenson played after he got just one limited practice in. This week, he's gotten in three limited practices. So he should be out there for sure. Harris is a little harder to figure out because he was limited all last week. And then they held him out anyway. And so far this week, it's been the same. So we'll see if he's active or not on Saturday morning. If he's out, then Stevenson is just a rock solid RB1. If Harris plays, then Stevenson becomes more of a low end RB1 or high end RB2 for fantasy. But at the moment, I've kept Harris out of the rankings until we get a sign that he's suiting up. Latavius Murray, he was limited on Wednesday with a foot injury. Then he got downgraded to DNP on Thursday, but Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, he said it was just precautionary, so no real concerns there. Murray remains in that low-end RB2, high-end RB3 range against the Rams. 
Jeff Wilson is trending towards returning this week for the Dolphins. And apparently, according to Mike McDaniel, Wilson was close to playing last week. He's been back to limited practices now in the lead up to week 16. So I would expect him to be available for Miami, which brings down Raheem Mostert's ceiling a bit for fantasy. But Mostert is still the lead back here. He's been playing really well. And he's a low-end RB2 with Wilson being just a risky flex due to the injury status there. Uh, Moving on to the receivers, the Saints are going to be without Chris Olave and without Jarvis Landry. Olave not going to play with the hamstring issue. Landry was actually placed on IR with his ankle injury. And honestly, I think this is a blessing because it saves you from having to play Olave in this Saints-Browns game. The bad weather that we talked about likely would have underperformed in this contest anyway. So now you can pivot to somebody else. You don't have to second guess it. And I know that Rashid Shahida has been on the rise lately, but I wouldn't look to anybody in this game as a replacement, at least when you're looking at the pass catchers, just because of the conditions there. You don't really want to get involved with that. We were already assuming this next one, but Tyler Lockett, he has officially been ruled out for week 16. He underwent surgery on that broken finger and a broken finger for a receiver. That is not something that's going to be a quick fix in season. So no Lockett this week. I would think that he's on the doubtful side for week 17, regardless of what Pete Carroll is saying. So DK Metcalf, He's in for a really big workload in this game, and so is Marquise Goodwin if he's healthy enough to play because he's questionable. And yes, Carroll said that he should be able to go. I mean, Pete Carroll's input on this stuff, I don't know how much we can trust it at all. I've talked about that before, but Goodwin, he went in the wrong direction this week, right? He has a wrist and an ankle issue, but he went from a full practice to a limited practice to a DNP in practice. So not a lock that he's going to be out there. And if he can't go, then it would be a mix of Penny Hart. And they recently signed Laquan Treadwell. They also have the rookie, Derek Young. So hard to trust any of those guys in your fantasy lineup. I would just hope that Goodwin is active because if he is, he'll be a wide receiver three flex option for fantasy. I would like him if he's active. And if we don't get any reports that he's going to be limited or on a snap count or anything like that, if he's out there, he is a guy that you could throw in your flex spot. Deontay Johnson on the Steelers. He might not be totally healthy for this week's game against the Raiders, which is really unfortunate because it's a great matchup, but Johnson should be available at least. I think we could say that with some confidence because he missed a couple practices, got back to it on Friday. He said that he would play. Mike Tomlin said that he was just resting him in practice this week. So consider Johnson a volume dependent wide receiver three. And based on what we've seen from him this year, not really a high ceiling for him, but a guy that you definitely can throw in your lineup can give you some production. And with Pat Fryer with the tight end, he's been playing hurt lately. This might be a spot for George Pickens to erupt, even though Pickens has been dealing with an illness this week, but he's not on the injury report as of now, so should be all systems go for this one. The Texans receivers, they're getting a little bit healthier. At least some of them are. Nico Collins, he's been ruled out again with that foot injury, but Brandon Cooks should be back from the ankle issue. He got in a couple full practices this week, so barring a setback, barring something strange happening, which we can't rule out when we're talking about Cooks this year, but he should play in this game. And I've had a hard time really moving him that far up in the rankings, back into the range where he used to be. I would treat him more as a wide receiver for flex for this week. And if Cooks plays, then Chris Moore, the ceiling for him wouldn't be as good. It hurts Chris Moore's fantasy value for sure. And Moore himself has been dealing with a foot issue this week. Limited practices all the way through. He's listed as questionable, but based on everything I saw, it suggested that he should play in this game. Just a volume-dependent wide receiver three flex for Moore. And if Cooks is somehow still out, 
then more would end up in the low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three range for fantasy. Uh, more teammates that we can go over here at receiver. The Broncos, they might get Cortland Sutton back this week. He's been out since week 13 with that hamstring issue, but he's been limited in practice leading up to this Rams game. So he should be questionable for Christmas Day. Another guy, though, that's really hard to trust in his first game back. He'd be a wide receiver three flex at best for me. Jerry Judy's the better play in that receiving core. And Kendall Hinton, he's probably going to be out with a hamstring injury. So Judy's a low-end wide receiver two. Greg Dulcich, he's a streamer at tight end. I'm not sure really if you'd venture into any of the other Broncos pass-catching options this week. The Patriots, they got a few players on their injury report at receiver. Always fun to try to decipher this stuff with New England. As it stands, Devontae Parker, they're making that one easy on us. He's been ruled out. So Jacoby Myers, he's questionable after three limited practices. He's still dealing with that shoulder injury. He should be good to go. He's a volume-dependent wide receiver three. And then Tyquan Thornton, the rookie, really isn't on the fantasy radar, but I'll mention him anyway since we're talking about New England's receivers. He's questionable after a couple limited practices due to a knee issue. And really, Myers is the only Pats receiver that you're going to even remotely consider playing in fantasy this week. I mentioned Traylon Burks when we were talking about Tannehill earlier. Burks is expected to play. So hard to have faith in him when Malik Willis is starting, though. So it's a boomer bust wide receiver for flex week for Burks, which sucks because if Tannehill was playing, Burks would be a really intriguing upside wide receiver three. I might even push him up even higher than that in my rankings. Really excited based on what we saw from him over those, you know, two, two and a half games before he got hurt. So we'll keep an eye on that one. It'll be good to see him back out there, but I don't think that I feel as good about him fantasy wise this week based on the quarterback situation in Tennessee. Uh, some other quick ones here. Devin Duvernay and the Ravens, he's out for the year. Demarcus Robinson, he's really the only Ravens receiver that's worth using in fantasy. And even he's just a wide receiver for flex. And the Bears, who are another team with bad weather on the menu, they're going to be without Chase Claypool and Equinemius St. Brown. So if you're in the deepest of deep leagues, that could make Byron Pringle a dart throw option. But I really hope that you don't have to go there. I mean, the bad weather, the tough opponent, the Bills, just not a spot that you want to chase for fantasy production. At tight end, just a few players to mention today. Dallas Goddard, he's coming back. Based on the state of tight ends, Goddard slides right back in as a top five, top six fantasy play at worst. I would put him right into my lineup without any second thoughts about it. Uh, Noah Fant, he's another one of these Seahawks players who Pete Carroll believes that he's going to play this week, despite the fact that he had two DNPs and a limited practice on Friday. Fant's dealing with a knee injury, and if he were active... If he were healthy, he would be a really interesting option because Tyler Lockett's out and Marquise Goodwin might not be 100%, but now we're going to have to wait until Saturday morning to find out if he's going to be available. I would probably just look elsewhere at tight end. I think that's really thin and really risky if you're going to go with Fant now based on the injury situation there. Hayden Hurst, he's been ruled out for the Bengals, so Mitchell Wilcox gets the starting nod, and he's not really a fantasy option, so don't go looking there for a player to start. And then the last one I'll say here, Kylan Granson on the Colts, they don't play until Monday, so we don't have the full week of information on him yet, but he was DNP with an ankle injury in the first practice of the week, and if he's out... Then Jelani Woods is a tight end two streamer option. But if Granson plays, it's hard to trust any of the Colts tight ends in fantasy. We've just seen that when Granson was out recently, Woods went off. That could be the case again here. And really, that's where we're at with the injuries. So I'm going to call it there. Good luck in the fantasy semifinals this week. 
make sure you're checking out all my content over at the score starts at stash quit went up on Friday morning. And because it's Christmas on Sunday, because most of the games are going to be played on Saturday, I'll have my final rankings update out on Saturday morning. So we're treating Saturday morning like it's a Sunday morning this week. That means the Twitter takeover, the score main account, that's going to happen on Saturday, 1030 AM Eastern as usual in terms of the time, just a different day. So make note of that, which also means that I'm going to have a very busy Friday night of work ahead of me. But for now, big thanks to all the weather analysts and the injury analysts and the legal analysts and all the people who have taken an area of the fantasy community where they have an expertise and really improve the coverage there. Because in the last five years or so, the quality of content being produced in those three areas It has just improved so much and we often list off all the names of the top people in each category and we're talking about things in specific episodes. So I'm not going to do that right now, but I just wanted to say big thanks to all them. And as always, big thanks to everybody out there for listening. I hope you have a great holidays. I hope you stay safe. If the weather's bad in your area, do not go out. You should bunker down. Just enjoy the football games over the weekend and I will see you next time. Said leave on time. My baby said leave on time Leave on time with me tonight I said leave on time